0: The 2022 Audio Description Awards Gala will premiere on November 29 at 7.30 Eastern. In recent years, there has been enormous success in expanding audio description for audiences who are blind, low vision, or who have other sensory disabilities that create barriers to full inclusion in the visual media. The Audio Description Awards Gala will celebrate the best of the best. Thomas Reed with audio description voice artist Navratiti Matos Alaveras will honor outstanding achievements in audio description in media and expand awareness of its benefits. Join us for this exciting event featuring special celebrity guests and celebrating audio description on www.adawardsgala.org Pluto TV and ACB Media 6. Join ACB for this special event and celebrate achievements in audio description in media.
1: Tell me a little bit about what prompted the gala last year and how this year is different.
2: We wanted a way to do two things for the gala. Um, One was to increase, well, three things I'm going to say. One was to increase public awareness of what audio description is to the community at large and people who Mm -hmm. who work in the business of media so that hopefully it becomes more prevalent and just increase it to the general public. Two, to recognize those who are doing outstanding work in the field of audio description to say, this, these folks are doing it right, and this is how you should do it, right? You know, that sort of thing. Uh-huh. And three, it it's also a fundraiser for the Audio Description Project in the American Council of the Blind.
3: So after last year's gala, we thought about how can we make the gala um, more engaging of consumers of audio description? And how can we create something that would give it that element of of excitement? I think more of an element because there's a lot of really cool things that are happening. But um, so the the audio description uh, People's Choice Award was exactly that a way to um you know get get more engagement so this year there were 10 programs that were um nominated um for the category of um to be considered finalists um for the audio description people's choice award um we had the vote for the winner between I think it was September 26th and October 10th, so we had um, nearly 2,000 people vote, which is fabulous. We think that's mm-hmm. really great.
1: The the folks from ACB actually did the nominating, or
3: for for year one, um, that's the the uh, members of the awards committee put forward the finalists. But we've already talked about. Um, backing up the calendar more for 2023 and having a um, audio description users phase of nominating their Mm -hmm. favorite or best loved um, program with the audio description. And then those will be screened and, um, and we will take those nominations that come from users of audio description for next year's Audio Description, People's Choice Award. We haven't worked out all the details with respect to that, but I can absolutely assure you that there will be a nomination process that will allow consumers of audio description to nominate their favorite. And so that's pretty exciting. And,
2: And we're even exploring the possibility of maybe having, and I don't know, again, we're working out the criteria, but maybe we have three categories, best voice talent, best Beth Mixon and Beth Ryden, you know, something like that. So so oh, Paul, did you vote? Did
4: I you did re- not.
1: Oh, I did not. My I, goodness. I what did, I did not. Win. I I, I know I would have voted for, but no, I and did I not vote.
2: I didn't vote even though it killed me. <laughs> oh. You
1: didn't
5: yeah, well, vote? No, there's a reason. Because I I thought
2: you said you didn't vote once. No
5: you well, voted more than
4: once.
2: <laughs> No, I I d I didn't vote once, but the other way. I didn't want to vote because I felt like the uh nominating I don't know, I just didn't wanna um it doesn't mean I didn't encourage several others to vote for certain candidates. There you but go. Yeah.
1: But but to clarify a little bit, these these awards are really intended to recognize audio description rather than simply the product themselves, right?
3: Yes. Yeah. and and some of some of them do that better than others there's no question about that i'm not going to mm-hmm. tell you which but but for example i can rattle off a few of the titles in case you, your listeners don't recall um we had you know celebrity family feud from abc and the description right. was provided by Audi, by um v- vitac okay mm-hmm. so we recognized, you know the network or the production company and the company that does the description for these. Mm -hmm. Ted Lasso, um, Apple TV Plus, and um, Pixelogic Media does that one. Obi-Wan Kenobi, Disney Plus, audio description by Deluxe USA. Mm -hmm. Uh, Alma's Way was an interesting choice. It was English and Spanish. It's PBS Kids, Fred Rogers Mm -hmm. Productions, English audio description by Bridge Multimedia. Spanish audio description by Decapta. So that's a unique one.
2: Yes.
3: Ma- Matrix Resurrection. That's an HBO Max movie. It's
2: audio an, uh, description yeah. directed by Lux. my old buddy. Your old college buddy? Yeah, yeah, Lana. Well, her name is now Lana. His name was Andy when I knew him, but her name's now Lana. Uh-huh. And she did, I went to college with Lana.
0: Uh-huh. Yeah,
1: that's exciting. Yeah. yeah. Yep. So, yep. So, some other so, so um,
5: we have Go Prey. ahead, Kim.
1: Yep.
2: Prey yep.
3: Um, is a movie. That's a Hulu original. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was um, Descriptive Video Works, Law and Order Special Victims Unit. That's an NBC series. And the audio description is done by 3Play Media, which is a newer company in the field. They acquired Caption Max, which is a name that most interesting listeners will recognize um grace and frankie that's a netflix original and that Mm -hmm. um, is sdi media that does the description star trek strange new worlds that's paramount plus the audio descriptions from wgbh media access group so those are just you know kind of a rundown of the people's choice award and we will find out who the winner is toward the end of the gala on November 29th. It's, um, yeah. And they all will be profiled with a little snippet of their nomination. You know the So you get to hear a little example of the description of each of them throughout the entire gala, just like they do in the Oscars. Uh, some of the um, nominees do re- represent... A body of work. I mean, Frank, Grace and Frankie has been a Netflix series for quite a long time.
1: Sure, and and, and, and special victims class, units, and special yeah.
3: victims unit sure. has as well. So they've been around for a while. There's a lot of um, a lot of their work to choose from. Certainly, some of them are newer um, releases this year. Like um, right. Matrix Resurrections was, you know, a relatively mm-hmm. new movie. So. You know, and 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 certainly when you pick ten, you're you're likely to overlook something that might have, should have, could have been there. Um, and and I think you just you have to realize that when you have a kind of this type of an award that really comes from viewers of you know the products themselves. But it it was fun. People I liked it. it. It was, and it is a you know the the companies, the ten companies that we're recognizing as finalists are thrilled the pieces to be on that list.
2: And we're not Not only recognizing people's choice, by the way, we're going to recognize the career achievement and other awards. The actual
3: awards themselves from the gala, you know, there's a lot of categories there and they, they tend, those awards, the, what we call the berries again, named after um, Dr. Barry Cronin who was, um, interviewed last year on Tuesday Topics at quite some length about his career with respect to audio description. And he was, we have Grammys, we have Emmys and ACB has berries. So that's what we call them. B-A-R-R-Y, the berries. Um, and all of our awards are, you know, different categories. Um, we have a game changer award. I think we're giving three of those, um, and in in the variety of categories, so um, one for innovation, um, one in the area of education, and so those are those are pretty prestigious awards. Mm-hmm. Uh, and inclusion is another category. So the-
2: and then we have one for his or her distinguished life, um, service. Career. Yeah, yeah, yes, right.
3: definitely. Um, just like Barry Cronin received it last year, we have another person that will be recognized for career achievement in the area of audio description. We have a producer of this event. His name is Doug Roland
2: from Los Angeles. And and Doug Roland was uh, a Academy Award nominated as the director of a short film um, called... I can't remember what it's called right now, but his, portray- his portrayal of a deaf-blind actor he found at Helen Keller National Center working in the kitchen. And he did this audition, and the guy won, and it's called Feeling Through. Yes. And uh, two years ago, when he was up for an Academy Award nomination, he brought the deaf-blind actor with him, and they actually had interpreters, down interpreters, Signing the whole ceremony to the deafblind individual, not to distract from the gala, but as a member of the deafblind community. I just think that it's cool. So Doug Rowland is very committed to making sure his his stuff that he produces and directs is fully accessible to the blind, the deaf, and the deafblind community. Yeah.
3: So the production will have audio description, of course. It's also going to be fully captioned as well.
2: Open captioned.
3: Exactly. Mm-hmm. Open caption. Yes. Well, Paul, your your thought about um, how has the gala impacted audio description in some way from last year to this year? Mm-hmm. And I, I have another example of that. Last year, we recognized in at the gala um, Procter and Gamble for being a game changer in the area of audio description of commercials. So I think blind people have to be the only people that get excited when there's an audio described <laughs> commercial, <laughs> <laughs> and we actually pay attention to them. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, Procter and Gamble has a corporate commitment, and all of their commercials are are audio described. You've probably seen the Bounty commercial where the guy just won the lottery and then he spills his coffee, and the, and, and it's all audio described. So yep. Um, All of their commercials are are described. So we gave them an award last year. Now, I would challenge any of you watching audio described television not to have noticed that there are a whole lot more corporate companies out there with commercials that have audio description that weren't doing it a year ago. Volkswagen, Volkswagen for one. um, uh, Starbucks, um, Microsoft. Indeed. Um, Yeah, there's just all kinds of them now that are described. And that wasn't the case a year ago. So I think the, you know, the word is filtering out in the industry. Why not spend, you know, a few thousand more dollars, audio describe this commercial and make it accessible to everybody, especially with the, the new trend in television commercials where a lot of them play songs from the 70s or the 60s and never say a word. about what the product is, because they want you to look at the screen. They want you to see what it is, and you'll look up. So why not put the audio description in there and catch another market? It seems to be catching on.
2: And you know what else is fascinating, Kim? I listen to a lot of MSNBC on my app, TuneIn Radio over the phone. And whenever they come to a commercial, they must play the SAP feed, the second audio program feed, because I hear the audio described versions of the commercial hmm And so um, on my iPhone. So it that's an example. And we're hoping some of the other awardees that we recognize, you know, we're going to be doing an international one again, and a, the three game changers in the valley, and people see what led them to win these awards, and that they will want to also perceive this. And I really think the the people choice award may change things quite a bit next year because we'll be getting the community more involved and the company trying to vie for that award, you know, because um, you saw that to an extent this year. Mm-hmm. I think it's okay to say who the host and the audio yes. is. Yes, I think
3: Thomas
2: so. Thomas Reed, who is a Blind user of audio description and has a good podcast called Read My Mind Radio. And Read is called R E I D, is also going to be returning as a host. Awesome. And we also have a blind audio describer, meaning voice talent. Um, so I got to be careful using the word audio describer because it can mean a number of things. We have a blind voice talent who will be reading the audio description written by. Our very own Joel Schneider from Audio Description Associates. Um, so, uh, and that's being done probably right now. And so um, that that should be. F- and this year, thanks to the sponsorship of NBC Universal, the hosting remarks were actually filmed at 30 Rockefeller Plaza.
3: So let me talk about the sponsors, and then we can talk a little bit more about the job because that is exciting, actually. So um, so there's different levels. There's um, Silver Star sponsors and Bronze Star sponsors. So under our Silver Star sponsors at $10,000, we have Amazon, Disney, Paramount Global, Microsoft, Warner Brothers Discovery, and at the bronze level, at five thousand dollars, we have um, Charter Spectrum, Keywords Studios. That's a new player in the in the field for us. Fox, they, they
2: they own descriptive video work
3: and nice. National Association of Broadcasters. And we also have um, a couple anonymous donors as well.
2: Yeah, so- we have about forty five thousand dollars in anonymous donors. Well, this is is
3: actually a very- an event that does a very, very good job of being a virtual event. I think it almost does better than if you right. had a gala in person at a hotel with a meal, and most of your money would go to what's on people's plates. You know, it's right. just this is this is a way to have a great production and try to keep most of the money for the purpose that people are giving the money. And I like that a lot. I do too. Kim and, and I are on the thin page. Absolutely. And last year, um, individual donors contributed $5,000 toward the gala, um, bottom line, which was terrific. So again, I just want to say that it's pretty easy to make a donation. Um, you just go to AD Awards gala.org forward slash donate, and you can make a donation. It's a real simple, easy form, and all the donations are very much appreciated. If, if all of the individual donors could raise 5000 last year, I'm sure hoping we can do that again this year.
2: We're hoping for an increase, actually.
1: So I want to ask a question that kind of ties into something else that you're working on, Kim. I think one of the one of the results of doing audio description galas is is that we end up creating a, a space where we can think about what makes for good audio description, what makes for effective audio description, um, what is the kind of audio description that people will nominate as a people's choice uh, piece of audio description um and and it seems to me that 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 can only help in in creating a sense for those who produce it and by the way it's interesting uh, when audio description first started there was really only on, only one company and then we got to two or three and and now um not as st- I, I don't think any of the 10 are produced by the same audio description production companies.
6: Yeah,
3: there's, which there's is a lot amazing. Of people in the industry now. And yep. The, yep. the ADP website has a page, a resource page of, you know, producers of audio description, and that includes freelance companies, mm-hmm. big companies, small companies. There's over ninety companies listed on that web page of of small and large businesses in the audio description business. Mm-hmm. So. It is big business now. It's access and, you know, there's a lot of demand for it, especially on the pre-recorded freelance side. There's a lot of Mm -hmm. demand for describers to write the description. Um, There's a lot of opportunities for people to get into the field. We've talked a lot about blind people in the field. There are some who are writing description. They have strategies and techniques they use to write accurate description. They're working as editors, sound engineers, quality control specialists, and voice, viewers, and voice talent. Absolutely. Yeah, so, I mean, I can
1: I can see all of those except a writer. I, I I guess I find writing sort of counterintuitive. I I don't know what your view is, Kim.
2: Well, Kim and I, I have different
0: views.
3: <laughs> Carl Carl is a little more on your side of the equation, I guess. Yeah. And mm-hmm. Not not fully, but partly. Um and I have I've have been communicating a lot with um blind audio description writers over the last several months and have had an opportunity to look at some of their work and to learn about the the techniques they use to get the information they need. That's that's the point that I wanted to understand was uh, how do you get the information that's visual on the screen that you need to write description for. And and they've all told me they use, you know, they have questions they ask, they, they listen to it, they take notes, if there's something they don't understand, then they focus in and they ask someone in their lives, who has had experience. And sometimes, I know I do this, I ask several someones if I want to know right. something, and I want to be absolutely sure that what I'm told is what, it is, you know, it's verified by somebody else. So I may ask a couple people. And a lot of the blind writers do that. They have several people they they ask questions of to, to
2: and confirm, my, you know, what and, they're writing. And my point of view is they're more, I do think they're involved in the writing process. And I do think they can help shape things in a way that blind people understand that a sighted writer may not be able to um, understand but I see them more as editors, collaborators, or co-writers than I do as getting the sole writing credit.
3: It's, a, it's uh, definitely an talking- emerging area. You know, there yeah, there aren't it too is. many people, but those who are venturing into it are doing quality work. ACB, for the last year or so, has been working with a solid group of partners um, from the deaf and hard of hearing community, um, the library community, and the blind and low vision community to work on a draft of legislation. And Senator Markey has been pivotal in that development as well. So um, I think that, you know, this is our chance. We've, we've had um, CVAA in place for, you know, approximately 10 years where we've had the the mandate it was signed into law in 2010, and you know, just think about where this field was in 2010 versus where it is today. Um, it's a whole different world. We didn't have streaming services in 2010, um, so you know, we had cable and we had broadcast. And so, I think that you know, this the group that's been working on draft legislation. Has has basically said we audio description needs to jumpstart itself, and it needs it needs a way to do that that will allow it to be equivalent to captioning. And we know that captioning right now is nearly one hundred percent required. So just lean back and think about where that would put us with the in the world of audio description if we were equivalent to captioning. I think that's. That's what we're shooting for. That's the goal we're going to start with. Um, I believe in shooting for the moon, the stars, and the sun. And then you compromise I- to something that that will work because you don't always get a chance to do it. So you've got to take advantage of the chance that we have coming up before us and and really work to make it a reality. So I think there's going to be a lot of opportunity for people to get involved um, in the next Congress. And Um, Some really important work can happen to really set the stage for the future for audio description. Our coalition is solid. Um, Mm -hmm. We've got some really, you know, leaders of the National Association of the Deaf and,
1: um,
3: you know, the uh, the other organizations that um, are in that community, as well as academic leading um, attorneys um, that do a lot of advocacy and copyright work for the deaf community are on board as well. So um, I, I think it's it's a pretty solid um, proposal. You know, is industry going to be happy about it? Mm-hmm. I don't know exactly how they're going to respond, but I think that it's going to be very different than it was in in 2008, 2009, when all the negotiating was going on for CVAA, because I think we're in a different place now. And I don't think industry exactly wants to be seen as speaking out in opposition to equity. Um, And so I think they're gonna think really carefully about how they support or don't support what we're gonna be moving forward with in the next Congress
4: if you can go over a couple of the finer points of what the audio description project does um, some of the release stuff that we put out on social media and maybe briefly just remind folks about the Institute uh, coming up in 23 at the in-person convention.
3: So audio description project has um, a lot of different, we are working on all the time, because if you think about audio description, it it applies and can be used in many venues beyond television. Um, there's audio description access in the cinema. So, going out to the movies and having the device and being able to sit in the theater and eat your popcorn with your friends and family and be part of the crowd is its own unique experience, just like watching television in your own home is its own unique experience. And yep. then it Expanded onto streaming services, which are all over the place as far as making audio description available. We have so many choices now, which is fantastic. And we've had some mergers in the industry. We've had a lot of changes in in the industry, but the audio description is is there for many many um, services, and probably will continue to grow. It should continue to grow. So, that's one area. We also have performing arts, um, live theater, and that's where I got my start in audio description was with live theater and just being so delighted because I love live theater. It's just so exciting and empowering and um, so I've done a lot of work here in the Boston area with live theater. We went from one theater that did a couple shows a year to now we're in the Boston area and greater surrounding area. We have probably over 50 different shows that people can go to with audio description, everything from the big Broadway shows to first run debut plays from class Class Act playwrights and all of the shows are high quality actors and it's just so much fun. And so I really, really love that as well. Um, Carl, do you want to talk about um museums, parks, and five oh eight and your chair of a subcommittee as well of the ADP?
2: Okay, so I'll I'll briefly name all the committees. The media committee, which Kim already talked about more or less covers cinema. Streaming television, broadcast, cable, DVDs, anything media related. And I'm the chair of that, along with a lot of dedicated subcommittee members. And I don't want to forget any names, so I'll just say thank you to all of them. Then we have the Section 508 Committee, chaired by Pat Sheehan, which does um, government video. Okay, and they are required by law to audio describe their videos. And Pat Sheehan is reaching out to them, the various agencies, and we've seen a lot of hard work by this committee this year. Then we have the Performing Arts Committee, which Sheila Young, who's hosting this, uh, this Zoom panel, is the chair of, and she does a lot of work. And some of the things they're currently working on are the two resolutions that were passed this year at the ACB convention, where... Um, which has to deal with pre-recorded narration for performing art and having audio description at all performances. But her committee not only deals with theater, the performing art, but it deals with museums, the national park. There's a huge project going on with the national park that ACB is involved with. So that's wide ranging and, and that's basically any, you know, uh any place outside of media really. And then we have yeah. Then we have the so that's a huge committee. Then we have Beatty, Benefit of Audio Description and Education. And this is one of my favorites because it is a committee where we have a contact for kids in school to write about audio description. And hopefully become future viewers of audio description and get them excited in it. And the winner wins an iPad and presents at our annual conference every year. And that's a fun project to read all the essays. And then we have the conference committee, which Kim is the chair of, where we set up the agenda to speak at our national midwinter and national conventions every year to talk about and promote audio description. And lastly, we have the awards committee, chaired by Jeff Tom, which does um, the awards we give outside of media, because now the audio description is concentrated, the gala is concentrated, but these are the awards that go to theater, you know, government, uh, research and development, life achievement, things like that, the awards committee, and those are also honored at the national convention in July. So those are the areas that we cover, um, but basically the role of the audio description project is to promote... Quality audio description, more audio description and and just uh, make sure that it includes the blind community along the way. Nothing about it without us.
3: The audio description project website at adp.acb.org is a huge resource. It's really viewed as the international go-to place. If you want to know anything about audio description and we have a research section, we have how to access audio description on which platforms and how to go about it. We have a really popular feature, which is the, the master title index. You can go to the site and, um, I think it's at the bottom of the page. There's yeah, at a at the top of the page. The top of the page. Thank you. It, there's a um, an edit box where you can put in the title of a movie that you're interested in seeing, and it will come up with results to tell you where it might be available. And there's over eight thousand titles now available with audio description from one service or another, um, and it provides all that information, which is so helpful. Um rather than going from one service to the next as you're looking and hunting for that movie you really want to see, you can just plug the title in on the a d p website and it will tell you where you can find that show with descriptions so we have weekly news, we have articles in the media about audio descriptions, so it's it is really the go to place and the ADP project, it also has um, a discussion list for audio description that you can mm-hmm. sign up for on the ACB email lists webpage. Um, and that has a lot of discussion. We support each other. Sometimes somebody in a, in a community is, you know, having trouble getting the description to pass through. So we, we give tips and pointers. Sometimes you have to reach out to the local affiliate and work with them to make sure that all the settings at this, the the affiliate are set correctly, so your description will come through, or your cable cable provider will pass it through. So there's a lot of good sharing and support that comes off that list as well.
2: And on the website too, if you even if you just do say just television. You don't do streaming. You don't do movie theaters. You don't do theaters. If you just have an antenna with just a, you can even find out what's on each network and what's on each day. So it it very deep and um, as Kim said, it's the go-to place. And you can also find out if you want to know what performance centers in your state have a Mm -hmm. audio description you can go to the website now it's not as accurate as we would like it to be because on that area we're dependent on the people that live in each state to tell us where and when the show to describe so if anybody listening goes to that website and says hey my my performing arts center is not listed please email the website and let them know and we'll be happy to add it to the website
3: and I just want to give a shout out to Fred Brack. He's our web yeah. administrator. He does a ton of work to keep the website interesting, useful, informative. He he sends out a weekly message telling you know, what new DVDs have come out with audio description. Um, and Timothy Wynn, who manages the television schedule to tell us everything with audio description on Broadcast television uh, and, um, and, and, and Serena Gilbert writers, and we also have um, Serena Gilbert who's working with us, and she's our um, our social media maven, and she does um, Facebook, m- manages a Facebook page, Instagram, um, Twitter, and I think that might be it. But she takes care of getting the word out on those platforms as well.
7: It's it's just a monumentous occasion that we get to come together and celebrate our second annual Audio Description Awards Gala. I mean, as as you all were listing, you know, there are over 8,000 titles, and it just, you know, it brings you back to, I think, when we got started with the listing of the titles, we had less than 1,000, and that wasn't that long ago, you know? That was five, six, seven years ago. And now to hear that we have more than 8,000, it just tells you how much overall industry and media has really uh, accepted and endorsed and and really moved forward with audio description. And I think the whole advent of the streaming platform has just made so much of this possible. Friend Friend and member of the American Council of the Blind with... Uh, working, you know, for the, with the Seinfeld episodes that what Netflix yeah. went back with Satana Howry and voiced, sure, right. uh, she narrated what I think 180 uh, Seinfeld episodes that, you know, now everybody gets to enjoy, enjoy those with audio description. And you see those kind of advancements, you know, weekly or monthly. I, I mean, CBS, you know, Paramount Global, uh, I think an announcement that went a little bit under the radar this year announced that they were going to basically make 100% of their prime primetime com- content audio described. And that was a huge step forward for uh, one of the major broadcast companies. And we're really hoping that the others match uh, Paramount Global, but that that's significant.
2: And they're one of the sponsors... Of the they're the silver sponsor of the audio description gala and also sponsoring Pluto TV to air the AD the AD, AD, AD gala as
4: well. Let's talk a little bit about the team that puts that puts the audio description gala together.
3: Well, we we have a planning committee or a steering committee for the AD awards gala. It's co chaired by um, the vice president at Vespero, Matt Ader. And, um, and the other co-chair is Karen Kenninger, the retired director of the National Library Service for the Blind and Print Disabled. And those two leaders, you know, help the rest of the committee, um, do our work. And Dan, being the exceptional manager that he is, helped us to organize, um, our, our gala committee into sort of work streams. And it really has been, Um, a great way to make sure we got everything done and done in the timeline we needed to have it ready for November 29th. Um, So we have, as you can obviously imagine, we have a production team that is led by Doug Roland, the producer of the gala um, with others who work and support him on developing kind of the run of show. So we know exactly what it is. Um, Our co-hosts, who you're going to be hearing from in um, the second half of the show today, Thomas Reed and Nefertiti, they both are um, terrific professionals in the audio description space and do a fantastic job um, hosting the gala. Um, We have a communications team um, that's led by Kelly Gask um, and JoLynn Bailey-Page and myself, and we work on the announcements, the social media, the the um, kind of the whole flow of things, making sure that there's programs like this one available so members can learn and hear about what happens with the gala, how it all came together, and what the exciting celebrity aspects of it are going to be. And then we have a a fundraising um, side, a, a work team that does that as well, reaching out to sponsors, making sure we have the website up and running so people can make individual donations to the Audio Description Project as well. So, those are all part of our team.
7: And then we also have to give a huge uh, shout out to Joel Snyder, our founder and senior consulting of the Audio Description Project, who chaired the awards uh, committee that helped put together the awards and working with Matt Ader had the creative idea of creating the audio description people 's choice award, uh, which i don 't know about you, Anthony, but it really felt like it it got our membership involved, it got the larger community involved it was kind of neat to go through and and have the opportunity to select your favorite show out of the top ten
2: and we had over uh, two thousand people. That more than voted our convention. <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs> Vote on the People's oh, Choice Awards. So yeah, that was yeah. really exciting. Yeah. I think most know by now, but just in case, what the Barry Award actually stands for. So, or who it's named for, I should uh, say.
2: It, it was actually, and I can't remember the second Barry, but there were two Barry that were very instrumental in the field of audio description. One being Barry Conan, who invented audio description for media at WGBH in the early days and was the first to put audio description on television. Kim, do you remember the other Barry?
3: I do. It's um, Barry Levine. He was from Illinois, an active ACB member who was the president of Audio Description International. Um, he passed away very suddenly, very early in his life. Sad loss for us. Um, and we honor him because he transitioned Audio Description um, International, which was a kind of a, an organization of, of describers, into the Audio Description Project and the website and all the work that ACB's done since then. So we remember Barry Levine as well.
2: So the Barry the Barry Award for named after both those Barrys, and uh, they. Set the groundwork for where audio description is today, and so that's why we call it the berries and so and we give a very nice award to the awards recipient, which is a um it's a, it's a microphone with the a d p logo in crystal
4: yeah um well, Nice mantelpiece. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Very, very
3: attractive award. It is very nice and well-designed. So I so would be proud to have it on their on their mantle, like you said, Anthony.
2: And this year we'll recognize you know, a game changer in education, a game changer in technology, an international audio description company. Um, we're not going to mention who the awardees are tonight because we want you to tune in on <laughs> November 29th at 730 but but they are companies that have all advanced the cause of audio description. And then one who has uh an individual who has dedicated his or her life to the field of audio description for more than 30 years. So um stay tuned and it'll but what we can tell you about if you're interested, Kim and, and Dan, I think it's okay to finally announce who the um the get. Some of these the
3: celebrity guests yeah. that are part they're of the gala. Yes,
4: that's what we're all waiting for. Yeah, on, can, let's we do can some name dropping. We
3: can do some <laughs> name dropping. So um, I'll let Carl take care of one of his favorite characters.
2: Okay. Uh, may the fourth be with you. Uh, who who's going to be joining us for celebrity? You and McGregor at Obi Wan Obi. Kenobi. Obi. Yes. Yes, <laughs> yes.
3: He will be there. And with Um, a very special twist to how he's connected to audio description. Can I tell him, Carl?
2: Yeah, no one says no to mom. That's all over. That's
3: exactly it. Um, Ewan McGregor's mom is an audio describer. And so, in Scotland. In Scotland. So she said, yes. He will do it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, <what>? <laughs> 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 uh,
4: oh, Kim and Carl, you <laughs> sneaky bots. You went to mama, didn't <laughs> you? <went to> <laughs>
5: you?
4: <laughs> <Mom>. <laughs> we
2: have um, uh, probably the world's most famous consumer of audio descriptions, TV Wonder, given out one of the Barry Awards. Um, Definitely. I think we've heard of TV Wonder. Come on, that's equally as exciting as you, it and is. McGregor, isn't it? <laughs>
7: Definitely um, in our world, yes. Right? Um, Absolutely,
2: the cast of iCarly from Nickelodeon again, that's from our generous sponsor, uh, Paramount Global. Yeah. Now, the other names I'm not as familiar as. So, I think you have to be younger or a little more involved in in the world of of, of media. But I will mention their names: Shayla Brown. Anybody know who Shayla Brown don't is? Anthony'll know. He knows these things. <laughs> Panther, who, Anthony, who's <laughs> Shayla Brown?
4: Uh, I know the name. I don't know what show she's on.
2: Okay, Cameron Mannheim.
4: Oh, everyone knows Cameron. Uh, mm-hmm. She used to be on Boston Public, um, mm-hmm. Boston Legal. She was one of the stars of my fa- one of my favorite movies, Romy and Michelle's High School Reunion, and just she's an all-around incredible actress. Go on. Nestor Cooper. Nestor Cooper? yes hey, he was on one of the Lauren orders for a while yes, um, I think so
3: that's right yeah
4: mm-hmm. yep. oh, go ahead mm-hmm.
2: uh, that, that's all i have for that the
3: the scripts were were written um by several people actually dan um mm-hmm. Tony stevens was very actively involved doug was involved um, and I think, you know, Eric and maybe some other folks, too. I, as I well as Thomas
7: uh, and Nefertiti, I think they all played a role. Well, yeah. the
2: script, the script yeah. of the show, the other yes. description the, was written by Joel Snyder. Yes, the yes. actual description yes. Should, right. that
3: Nefertiti does um, was written by Joel. But but we took a little license with it last year, and it really, really was a a nice feature it really gave that extra dimension to the gala where nefertiti stepped out of the traditional role of the voice of the description and she actually bantered with the host and it it was done really well um you know we wouldn't necessarily advocate that happen in regular kinds of shows but for the game it it absolutely was a nice touch
4: But Dan, tell us about the the fundraising channels that we have this year and how ACB members can get involved.
7: Well, sure. Uh, So pretty much on anything that we're posting out, we're putting a a link at the bottom where you have the ability to go in and donate to the AD Awards Gala. So please, uh, members, if if audio description and the audio description project has changed your life and you'd like to see more and more of this, uh, please, you know, consider making a donation to the gala. I really think it's uh, you know, it's one of the most important things we do inside of the American Council of Blind and is really impacting the quality of so many people's lives that are blind or have low vision. So, so please, uh, you know, consider making a donation you can also go on uh, i think adp.acb.org or acb.org and from there you can find the link to make a donation
6: and, I and it's also posted on
7: the website page yes, right it is. What's AD, that,
3: Kim? ad awards Org forward slash donate
7: yep so, so you can get, get to it that way as well. And we had just, I think, what almost doubled the number of sponsors we had this year from last yeah. year. Yep. Uh, so it was really exciting to see that participation. It's kind of a who's who of, of people that are involved in the industry and in media. So
2: All the, um, all the folks you would think of. Um, yeah, Amazon,
3: Amazon is there, Disney. Um, mm-hmm. Paramount Global, we already mentioned, Microsoft, uh, Warner Brothers slash Discovery, now that they've merged. And um, our bronze sponsors at $5,000 were um, Charter, um, Charter Spectrum,
5: mm-hmm.
3: Keyword Studios, they're a producer of a lot of content, Fox, and the National Association of Broadcasters. We also had some anonymous donors um, about forty-five thousand dollars worth of anonymous gifts, as well. You
7: had Absolutely. mentioned earlier um, about kind of the making of the AD Awards Gala video, and and I um, just to share a few moments there. I mean, the you know the production of this actually, we started meeting back in April. You know, six months ago to plan the event that everybody will get an opportunity to see on November twenty ninth, which, by the way, is Giving Tuesday for those that are of uh, so inclined. Uh, but but it's fascinating to understand all that goes into this. I've I've learned a lot just getting an opportunity to be on the committee this year. But you know, you you have to coordinate so many different things like. For example, iCarly, uh, which was a, you know, wonderful, uh, show that's, that's on Nickelodeon, and we worked with Paramount Global, you have to work back with the talent folks that put on that show and the producers mm-hmm. of that show. And, you know, we contacted them three, four months ago, and then we found out, well, this is when their production is going to start, and their production got delayed a week. And so, you know, you have to work with them when they're going to be available on sets, and then beyond that you're having to get all the legal authorities to be able to to show the broadcast so you have to work back through all the different attorneys and the agents of the of the cast and it's just fascinating you you live this with your in your previous life but but understanding kind of all the hurdles you have to get through to ultimately get that video, the rights to that video, the access to the actors or actresses to record, uh, get it to our producers so they can then edit it and put it in the run and show and have the run a show all kind of come together. It's fascinating to see all these different moving pieces, um, you know, the People's Choice Awards. We wanted to reach out and and have clips from all 10 of those shows and getting all of those wow. different entities to provide their clip and provide it with the right legal access and and then we had to work with engineering to get it all put together and got get it get it over to Pluto TV and get it ready to go on UTV We have to get it audio described and captioned and then ultimately, you have to get back with YouTube and have them actually make sure that it's not the, going to get flagged as illegal content, right? Because you're you're sharing yep. people's proprietary uh, assets, as they like to call it, in the game. And so, you have to make sure that all these assets have been properly vetted and, and, and acquired, and you're not going to get flagged when you go to premiere your, your show. So, I don't know about you, Kim and Carl, but it, it was—it's fascinating for me to see all the different uh, pieces and parts that have to come together. And then you've got to communicate it and get the word out there and 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 promote. And it's it. it I just want to give a, a huge shout out to our whole committee, but especially our ACB staff, uh, Eric and Kelly and Jolyn Bailey Page, who is our EDP. Uh, coordinator and just so many folks who worked a lot of hours to pull all this together yeah well i'm proud of acb i mean we have really come (laughs) together i i really we talk about this all the time you know when the pandemic hit we had a chance you know uh, we we took we took lemons and truly made lemonade out of it, right? We had an opportunity to kind of just say, oh, woe is us. Uh, pandemic has hit. What are we going to do? And instead, I think uh, ACB and our membership and our board, our staff, we really went the other way and said, this is an opportunity for us to really make huge advancements. So, look at what came out of that. We we would never think that the pandemic was a good thing. Don't get me wrong there. It was awful and cost a lot of people their lives. But part of what came out of that is the whole community event platform that got formed, uh, yep. hosting our conventions virtually and giving so many more people access to to participate, putting in voting where we're now Allowing all members to vote uh, on our resolutions, our constitution and bylaw amendments, on our candidates for our office and, and board of directors and board of publications, the AD awards gala—all of this, I think, was made possible by us looking at the world a little bit differently and with the advent of zoom and all this the the technology met us uh in a very sweet spot along the way but we we rose to the challenge all of us as a as a group and so uh kim the media past president set the groundwork mitch before her but we were just i think Everybody, the board voted unanimously to move forward with the conventions and move forward with business and ACB and fund uh, the community events and hired Colby. And I mean, we, in hindsight, it feels good what we've been able to accomplish. And it's through all the hard work of of our ACB members and board and staff, truly has been
4: really really excited to welcome back to Sunday edition uh friends to the show they've been here multiple times and they were here last year talking about same set same subject but I guess this is the uh 2.0 version Thomas Reed and Nefertiti Oliveras, welcome back
8: thanks Anthony how you doing
4: hey I'm doing good how
8: you doing good good hey Nef
9: hey good afternoon everybody hi Anthony
4: hi <laughs> <Bye. laughs> So, you know, there's a lot to unpack, but I think what everybody wants to know first is you guys got to record some of the segments at 30 Rock. Can you walk us through that day or that that series of recordings and, and tell us what it was like?
8: <laughs> you want to start now? Go ahead.
9: It was a cold and sunny morning
8: <laughs> <laughs>
4: <laughs>
9: and um, lots of traffic. Oh yeah! But um, we made it, and um, it wow! It was it was quite an experience. Thomas, jump in any time.
8: Yeah, no, I mean, definitely, there was a lot of traffic. Actually, left really early. I, I'm I'm in the Poconos, and so it's it's usually like about an hour and a half trip, but it took about. Three hours, three and a half hours to get there. So, um, they were trying to stop it, Anthony. They were trying to shut down the, the, the gala. You can't and shut so us down. You couldn't shut it down. <laughs> Let me tell you, man, my, my wife put the pedal to the metal. We went off road. I had to jump on a horse to get there. You know what I'm saying? Like, we were, we mm-hmm. were, he moving. caught a bagel we in his it. mouth on the I way. I did on the way. I was like, I'm hungry. Somebody threw a bagel. <laughs> I got it. <laughs> and then I, you know, uh, uh, left the horse right there on the, on the corner of 50th and 6th. You know what I'm saying? And and we, we went up in there and it was it was good when we finally made it up to 30 Rock. That was kind of cool. Um, while we were we were all walking in together, they were just kind of, you know, someone was doing a little bit of audio description. I think it was Doug, the director, and he was like, hey, um, this right here is where they film The Tonight Show. Mm
4: -hmm. and so
8: we're like oh okay pretty cool pretty cool oh this door right here is for um quest love this is his office oh that's nice (laughs) and we're and this is our studio here guys Mm -hmm. and yeah so it was it was a lot of security up there um yes you know you couldn't just kind of walk around but it was pretty cool we had our we had a you know, a small little studio, but it was nice. We had a little dressing area and all of that. So
9: We did. We had yeah. an area to leave our stuff and an area to get our makeup done. And mm-hmm. uh, then the studio itself was a nice space, beautiful lighting, from what I was told. And, um, you know, I, I almost walked out of there with the audio equipment <laughs> she, on my person. still mic'd up. <laughs> yes.
8: <laughs> I'm glad
9: that the audio guy caught it because I was just, you know. I was like, all right, I'm out of here. I'm done. But, uh, (laughs) um, so yeah, it was, it was a lot of fun. And my favorite part. Thomas, get ready to blush. Okay. My favorite part <laughs> was meeting Thomas.
8: Oh I was so excited <laughs> to meet
9: Thomas and we had yes. such a nice
8: time. It was nice. It was nice. First time we actually got to meet in person. So how yes. cool was that? So, yeah.
4: That is that is awesome. And for for folks out there listening, 30 Rock, it's rock because it is the top of the Rockefeller Center Plaza. You know, every year when we listen to that audio description of the lighting of the tree, that's where that's where that studio is. So you know the st patrick's cathedral there's the iconic fao schwartz and a Legoland store. there's so much the rink and and uh, just walking at the tonight show when you think about it i, I mean jay leno and um jimmy carson and I-, I think it was jack parr was the original but mm-hmm. I-, I mean you know the people that have come in and out of that studio did it he- was there a moment where you said to yourself you know, wow, I'm here where Alec Baldwin filmed. I'm here where, you know, Jimmy Fallon does his thing every day.
8: Yeah, it it was, it was cool. It would have been nice if we got to go in there, but. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But, uh, but it was cool. It was cool. It was, it was really nice. It was, it was, you know, I actually used to work right across the street. So it was, it was kind of nice just to get back in the, in the neighborhood right, right there. So um, yeah, it was fun. It was fun.
9: Yeah. And especially when you think about last year, um, I mean, as the as the narrator this year, there were still um, a portion of my job that I did from where I am right now, my closet, my bedroom closet, but just to be there in person with Doug and Tony and Thomas and Thomas's lovely wife and my partner and all this. And, and like you were just saying, Anthony, knowing that so many giants, you know, before us have been there in the same place using the same equipment, et cetera felt really, really magical. I'm so proud of ACB and this opportunity to uh, really step it up a big
2: notch. Anthony, can I jump in at one of the... Absolutely. So, okay. one of the reasons... Hi, Thomas. Hi, Nefertiti. Hi. Congratulations, and thank you for your participation. One of the reasons why we felt it was important to both have Thomas and Nefertiti come back is that... Not only are they consumers of audio description, but they work in the field of audio description. It is blind people participating in the field of audio description. Both, as you know, both Thomas and Nefertiti are voice talent in the field of audio description. And we want to make those who watch this gala aware that blind people can work in the field of audio description. Absolutely. So that's why it was important to have Nefertiti and Thomas Reed as co-hosts. Of the gala, so not only are we promoting the best of audio description by recognizing people who win these awards, we're also promoting blind people in the field of audio description. You see, Carl, you just it messed has, that up because
8: I, I thought it was because you know Nefertiti looks good, that's what I thought it was. Yeah. It all depends on i right?
4: Oh, I, I got some unofficial audio description and I, and I heard tell that you both look pretty darn good. So
8: mm-hmm. <laughs> why, why, Thomas, are you saying bald is beautiful? Oh, bald is absolutely beautiful. Man. Oh, yeah, Especially
2: when it's a smooth
4: bald <laughs> there you head go. like Thomas has. There you go. <laughs>
8: right,
2: I'll, I'll mute myself, but I wanted to make sure I got that in.
4: Yeah, no, Kim, Thank Carl, you. feel free to jump in, you know, at any point if need be but and I swear Carl and I are not texting behind the scenes um, but that is a great transition to where I wanted to go to next Thomas we're gonna talk about your podcast in a few minutes but Neff you know uh, I was really happy and and really excited to see that some you know audio description in Spanish language is being recognized as well and I know that that um, that touches your heart because you've done a lot of um, uh Spanish language audio description so when when you saw that what were your first thoughts
9: yeah absolutely I was I was very very happy and like you said very touched moved that Spanish language audio description and content um was recognized this year um and I believe ACB does a a really good job of recognizing Spanish content and audio description you know every day of every year um but to have it represented in the awards the way it is was particularly yeah. moving um because as a as a latina uh you know in my first language is spanish etc it's it's always so gratifying to know um especially children being exposed yeah. to audio description in a language that may be their first or perhaps their second but you know the parents are speaking it at home etc as somebody who didn't really grow up with that um i'm really really excited that that is something that is being talked about, recognized, and encouraged. So,
4: and and right. I thought, you know, I thought to myself, oh, sitting down with abuelito or abuelo, you yeah. know, viejo, and being able to watch, you know, a program. Maybe you know, there are lots of families out there that Spanish is the primary, and maybe English is not even spoken very often in the home. Mm-hmm. And here's something that finally, you know, you can sit down and watch together with your blind or low vision child, and all experience it at the same time feeling and experiencing the same thing. So I'm I'm so thrilled that it made its way into the gala as well.
9: Yes, one hundred percent. Uh, let me, let me just give you a bit of an example of how I'm using audio description too. My, I have a niece now who is turning six and her parents, in spite of my sister being Dominican and my brother-in-law being Puerto Rican and both knowing Spanish are not really actively teaching her Spanish. And yet when we watch, um, any type of Spanish content and the audio description is on, I hear her repeating the words and she's she's learning so you know it's super important
4: my favorite you know piece of the gala last year was the bantering back and forth between you guys how much are we going to see of that this year
9: Oh, that's a good question. Well, you you saw us just now. We came on here and right away we're bantering. Uh yeah, I feel it's just like whenever
8: a- <laughs> we're together, we're gonna banter, right? <laughs> it's a natural <laughs> aspect
9: of our relationship. <laughs> um, but yeah, Thomas, how much bantering is there?
8: What yeah, I mean, mean, there's it's definitely there, you know. It's definitely there. I think the cool part too is that um we we have some on camera sort of bantering. We got some little funny things. Uh well, we hope they're funny, um, you know, that we that we're <laughs> doing. And yeah, it's there. It's it's definitely there. I think it's in the beginning too. So yeah, you're going to see some of that, that breaking that, that, that third, fourth wall, whatever it's called. Yeah. There's a little bit of that in that.
9: Yeah. And I think it was Kim who earlier said that, you know, this, this, um, interacting between the narrator and the host, isn't something that's commonly seen, which I absolutely agree with. Um, but I think that for this context to make it fun, to make it interactive, engaging, I think, um, it's a really nice little extra bit that is part of the gala, both last year and this year.
8: Yeah. That came kind of naturally actually, because um, when we were so Doug, Steve and I, we were kind of in the process and um, you know, we wrote a couple of things and I had some things written up and it was like, Oh, you know, this would, this would work nice if, you know, Neff said it like this. And then we kind of went back and forth. It would just seem like fun. You know what I mean? And, um, As far as I know, that was kind of how it came about. I wasn't involved in any discussions. No one told me about it. So, so, but, but that was kind of, you know, when we were recording, it was like, Hey, let's just get enough to say it like this and, and we'll go back and forth. So. Yeah. That's awesome.
9: And I was given, you know, the instructions, like not, nobody told me what to do necessarily, they, they left it up to me, but the sort of the impressions were there of what they wanted, which was really great because it gave me a little room. I particularly remember the line at the end. Well, at the beginning where I'm, I'm sort of, you know, teasing Thomas a little bit about his beard. And then, yes. um, he was like, I, I, you know, I thought it was, he wants me to say it's luxurious. And then at the end, I actually say it, it <laughs> is luxurious. So that was, you know, that was a lot of fun. That was describing and also, you know, just kind of like teasing each other a little bit, and and uh, it was just—I loved it. It was so fun.
8: You see, I thought you just came to the realization.
9: I mean, uh-huh. you know,
8: you know, I did.
4: <laughs> so you mentioned the bald head, and and I do definitely remember the, l- the luxurious line. Did you get to feel it while you're in th- in thirty rock?
9: <laughs> I mean, let's leave a little bit to the imagination. <laughs>
4: no but you know your your uh interaction your your friendship comes through and i remember thinking you know as i watched listen to the opening scenes last year it was pulling me in i wanted to see what else you guys were gonna do i wanted to hear the awards i wanted to you know hear jason momoa and and um oh man what's his name football player and his wife, Kurt, um, Kurt and his wife, you know, and I I definitely most, most definitely wanted to see who won the Barrys, but you know, you guys pulled us in and made us, we wanted to know what you guys were going to say next as well. So, you know, kudos and kudos and kudos and I can't wait to hear what you're doing this year. But, um, Talk, talk a little bit about, you know, letting your personality, because in audio description, mostly you're given, you know, like you said, the impression of what they're looking for, but it's not really personality. It's how to deliver the lines. How did it feel to kind of have the constraints lifted a little bit? And and if you want to talk a little bit about your friendship, too, that would be great for our listeners.
9: Sure. Well, I'll start by saying that um, Thomas is definitely my friend, but he's also my mentor, I say every chance I get how he is the first person and specifically important to me, the first blind person in the field who gave me a chance, who talked to me, who heard my concerns, who encouraged me, and who also told me, you know, if if this turns out to be something you don't really want to do or isn't, you know, what you thought it was, it's totally okay to move on from it. So, you know, talk about like, freedom and you know letting me know like hey (laughs) you know you're not bound to anything um but also always having support there for me um and he's just he's just thomas is just such an ultra talented person um so i i really look to him um for a lot of like guidance and his opinion on on things so to be able to work with him so closely again um for something as impactful as the awards has been a real honor for me. Uh, so that's a bit about the friendship. And then I'd say because there is that, what did you say, Thomas, breaking down the third wall? Or is it the yeah, fourth wall?
8: It's one of those,
9: one of those walls, <laughs> y'all. Um, you know, allows us to have fun and to, to, I'm so glad, Anthony, that it, that it pulled you in and hopefully others too, because like this is Thomas and me all the time, even when we're being serious. It's, you know, hey, we're here to get a job done. Like, for example, with the audio description conversations we've been having every couple of weeks on social media, it's a serious topic. You know, we're trying to spread awareness and all that, but we also want to make this something welcoming and something that people Mm. can feel is approachable something that people blind people specifically can feel like they can do too if they have an interest and are willing to put in the work and do the learning right so um i just i don't know it's just it's just such a such a wonderful liberating experience to be part of uh this award show and you know people's choice of word and all that, Anthony, I won't get too ahead of myself. I'm sure you'll ask us about that later, but, yeah. um, yeah, that's my two bits.
8: That's cool. And I'm going to just jump in on what Neff said in terms of, uh, doing that work. You know, that was what I think that I saw in Nefertiti, that, that she was really willing to do that work. And, um, not everybody necessarily realizes that. That's why I say, and I, I, I truly believe that if, if you, start to do something and you realize, oh, I don't enjoy it. That's okay. At least you tried it. Where a lot of folks out there may think about it, man, I really want to do that. I really want to do that. And they don't take the next step. Neff took that first step, second step, third step. She was on it. And and I really appreciated that. And she has a fantastic voice. She has the drive. So it was like, nah, come on, girl. I wanna see I wanna see you do this. Like really. And um yeah, no, I wanna support people. I mean, pretty much that's that's the way I want to live my life. So, if there are other blind folks who who are trying to do that type of work, and and I could be supportive, um, and and I see that you're doing it as well, then yeah, I'm I'm all about that. But you know, Neff has that extra stuff there. Just she's cool, <laughs> just plain and simple. She's cool. She's a, you know she's a fun person to work with. And I always like to work with um you know fun people. We talked about that. The ad chats. And one yeah. of, one of our, our mutual colleagues, Cheryl Green, you know, when we talk about fun people, we just have great conversations, a great time. Um, that's just the way I've always liked to work. You, you talk to anybody I've worked with anywhere in my life. Um, if it's not fun, I'm, I'm probably going to leave. I'm going to leave. I'm going to get the work done. I'm going to be serious. I'm going to do a great job and all that. But it, why can't it be fun at the same time? I don't, right. It doesn't make sense to me that it's not so yeah, culturally competent, um, culturally responsive AD. Um, mm-hmm. you know, it's been something I've been talking about for, for several years. And, and I agree with the, the writer. I don't necessarily think the conversation gets as much attention as it deserves. And, and I still yeah. want to see it, um, increase. It's increasing, um, on the positive side. I know I've had conversations with folks in um, different post-production companies who are producing some of the AD. And I can genuinely say that those who have reached out, um, we've had great conversations um, and they seem to want to do it. Um, There may be some pushback from other areas, but I think we need to just, we need to continue to talk about it. And, And the thing about audio description and this conversation and other parts of the conversation around audio description is that they go beyond just the ad they, they impact culture. They impact, you know, when we talk about blindness, they impact our, our own empowerment and how we look at ourselves. They they impact adjusting to blindness. You talk about being young in your blindness experience and not being ready to learn braille. Um, this audio description is a part of that conversation as well. You know, so I think I think all of these deserve space. All of these deserve time and space. And um whoever that is who wrote in that, I would say do your part. If you can do your part to can see whatever your platform is or reaching out to other people, um, we can all do that. And I think as individuals, we can do a lot more than we actually think we can.
9: Yeah, I I think that it we've we've come quite a long way, right? It it used to be and you know Honestly, it still is for some companies where only mention race if it's relevant to the plot, you know, and it's that's we're not okay with that anymore. And we as a community, blind people, sighted allies, other disabled folks, etc., are not really standing for it anymore. We want to hear about ourselves, we want to have full access because, like Thomas says, audio description goes beyond entertainment. It is so much more. Uh, than just, you know, she sits down, he smiles, you know, things of that sort. So there's that. And I also, uh, just shameless plug, if you don't mind me saying, but I recently started a new job with descriptive video works and it's all about this stuff. It's all about diversifying, um, narrator casting, um, QC recruitment of more blind people. Um, it's, it's all about the, div- you know, diversifying the talent and, You know, putting out there, how can I say, like more transparency as to, hey, this is the work we've done. So names, people are are going to say their names now, the writer and the narrators at the end of of all um, described pieces and the like. And I'm very, very proud of the step that Descriptive Video Works has taken. And I'm ultra proud to be the person in the position. And I really, really hope that other companies you know, take notes and follow DVW's lead. You guys mentioned the chat
4: a couple of times and I wanted to get to that. I want to get to Thomas's podcast and I want to find out what you're working on next, but um, let's start with the chats. Uh, Where can, you know, where can listeners find it? Um, And, you know, what are some of the topics that are coming up soon?
8: Sure.
9: Yeah. Yeah, I'll start Thomas. Thanks. Um, so we've mostly done these chats on Twitter via Twitter Space and we've top uh we've covered so far help me out here Thomas we've covered self description um mm-hmm. and, you know and all the controversies and and uh good things about that uh we've blind ta- narrators. uh-huh we've talked yep. about blind people in the audio description space everything from narrating to writing quality control and engineering mm-hmm. um and how to enter the field and what to expect uh what was our third or was it's it our second was that
8: the cultural compass it was the last one the that most that was recent the last one, one which we uh-huh. did do
9: on linkedin audio right um because we're we we did commit cheryl thomas and i have always thought from the start that we wanted to be sort of an audio description traveling show, you know, from platform to platform so that everyone I
4: like that. Yeah.
9: <laughs> yeah. And so where, that everyone
2: could have a chance. And where does one view all this stuff? How do you access that?
9: Right. So Twitter Space did allow us to record. LinkedIn audio did not, but Cheryl finagled away um, to record the conversation. And we are currently working on uh written transcripts of the conversation. I believe Cheryl has finished uh the LinkedIn audio event, which is our most recent one about cultural uh responsiveness. And she is continuing to work on the three previous conversations that we had on Twitter. Um and we are thinking, uh Thomas, I don't well Yeah, no school. Is that okay? Okay. Yeah. So we're think we're wondering or we've been um sort of brainstorming where to host these conversations in a in a place that people can access anytime. And since LinkedIn Audio doesn't offer recordings, and Twitter Spaces deletes them after 30 days. Thomas has graciously accepted to host them on his podcast feed. So,
2: as and soon as- how, does, how does one find out how to watch these live when you do these live?
9: Ah, so we tend to do a lot of promoting on Twitter. And yes, we know Twitter is in a bit of a meltdown right now. So we're 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 still active on Twitter. The audio description Twitter community is still there. Um Thomas on his personal at T S read R-I uh Oh my goodness. R E. I, D, like his last name, um, <laughs> post them. I post them on my Twitter feed at the three first letters of my three names, N-E-F-M-A-T-O-L-I, Cheryl Green at Who Am I to Stop It? And people, you know, tend to retweet us and all that stuff. Also, since this most recent conversation happened on LinkedIn, we did a lot of promoting on LinkedIn. So that's typically how you you can keep up. Um.
4: Oh, send me an email and I will make sure that Sunday edition listeners know as well. And it'll go in the show notes. So,
9: Oh, absolutely. Thank you.
4: Definitely. And that's you. a perfect segue. Thomas, talk a little bit about read my mind.
8: Oh, thank you, Anthony. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I mean the podcast, we've been doing it this year has been fantastic. The, the last episode of the season I'm currently in the young gifted black and disabled season, Um, and the last episode drops this Tuesday. Um, and that's going to really, for the most part, conclude 2022. Um, although I'll probably do a holiday episode, I want to do something fun. I like to do that at the end of the year sometimes. Um, but no, it's been a fantastic season, I think. And, and, you know, we started with, uh, doing your thing with disability for those who are really interested in the conversation around audio description, please go check out the, anything on there about flipping the script on audio description. Um, I have a lots of stuff on read my mind uh, mind.com or in the, anywhere you get podcasts. So it's read my mind radio. Everybody leaves out the radio for some reason. And I think, Sorry. Um, no, it's okay. It's okay. Because I think, you know, it's, it's funny because I'm like, Oh, maybe I should take it out. I'm not going to take it out, but uh, you know, I, I feel like I want to do, Maybe I'll include that in the episode for the holiday. I want to do something that's going to make people remember the radio. How about that? It's up to me to make y'all remember Read My Mind Radio. So you, I'm just going to take it as a challenge, Anthony.
2: You so, Thomas, saying? as a member of the deaf-blind community
8: myself, in that I have
2: Usher syndrome, I want to thank you recently for highlighting a member of the deaf-blind community in her
8: advocacy
2: and yeah. having Gabe Girma. So thank you for also remembering the deafblind community
8: no absolutely and and what's what's ironic is that i didn't I didn't necessarily plan, but the the episode after that, so the one that's currently out there is uh is another gentleman Mark Safman, um who's also deafblind talked yep. about talked about a lot of things, and so yeah, no I think that's really, really important for us to to highlight you know folks who who don't often get the microphone i mean Haben Girma does a good job of 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 getting highlight of highlight no, no, she, she's well known but yeah 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 but yeah. the topics yeah. and and the things you know and I, I wish I could have covered more but but I hope to do that on an ongoing basis the same way you know a couple of years ago it was like oh wait we're not covering we're not really talking too much about um Spanish audio description well let's talk about that so you know when you see these <laughs> gaps we all gotta try to fill them wherever we can so
4: And your conversations, you know, they're deep, they're, they're real. They're, you know, at times raw, but you know, there's, there's the element of fun in every, at least every single one I've listened to. Um, you know, if, if listeners out there, if you have not checked out and I'll add the radio, (laughs) read my mind, um, (laughs) please go check it out. so, Neff, what can you tell us? I know most of the time you can't really talk about what you're currently working on, but what can you tell us about the new job? What can you tell us about some side passion projects?
9: Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, like I said earlier, I'm now the workflow manager for quality and inclusion at Descriptive Video Works, and um, I'm still getting my sea legs, as they say, it's only been a couple of weeks, uh, but they're are a lot of exciting things that we're planning to do that I am hopefully going to help, you know, the people who are currently working on things um, do better, be more uh, intentional, etc. So that's what I can say about that so far. Um, And... I can also say that with my side hustle, uh, the social audio description collective, we very recently did, um, the audio description for an Amazon documentary. And, you know, there are, there's my, my voice acting stuff too away from audio description, but something related to blindness and blind positive representation out there. Um, it's a podcast called Mystery Recipe part of America's Test Kitchen Kids, and this is a really fun podcast, yes, really fun podcast with human and characters alike, and it teaches um young chefs and their grown-ups, as they say, all about the fun, fantastical, and just learning uh, all about cooking and the science of cooking and things of that sort. And I am really honored to play um, the intern for season six. Her name is Maggie Eggy and she is an egg timer, a cute little yellow egg timer in the shape of an egg with hash marks <laughs> around her waist, indicative of numbers. And I've had so much fun with that project and Again, she is a blind character. So without bonging people over the head repeatedly, but hopefully making the point that blind people can be in the kitchen, should be in the kitchen, and nothing will burn down. Everything will be okay. (laughs) And And I
2: think that, (laughs) oh, go ahead, Carl. No, uh, go ahead. I'd like you to finish because this is important what you're saying.
9: Oh, sure. so, so yeah, she's this um little egg timer starting to be a a, a food scientist and she's blind and she's um, Hispanic. So you also get to learn little Spanish phrases phrases. And I just I had such a blast, and I'm so, so excited that a big mainstream podcast like this actually sought out a blind voice actor and allowed for me to have input on how Meggie Eggie should be shaped, you know, and to give real world ex- uh, examples of how we tend to be treated and how, you know, either that's not okay, or this is how you can do better, like the whole, do you need help for um, everything, you know, so yeah, check it out, again, What's it it, called? it's called Mystery Recipe, and it's part of America's Test Kitchen Kids. And you can find it on any podcatcher that you'd like. And they do, I do want to specify this. They do three episodes per week. Meg, you know, you're welcome to listen to the whole thing. Um, but Meggie Eggy specifically is on the episodes that come out on Wednesday. So episode two of every week is where you can hear Maggie Eggie.
4: Can you give us a little sneak sound of Maggie Eggie's voice? Oh
9: gosh, her laugh. Okay, (laughs) I'm an egg timer, so you can use me to set a timer for two minutes or one hour, whatever you need. Maggie Eggie has got you
0: covered.
4: (laughs) I love it. I love it. Can you give it to us in Spanish, or is that putting you too far on the spot? Claro
0: que sí. Soy
9: Maggie Aggie y estoy aquí para enseñarle todo lo que tiene que ver con cocinar en la cocina. Soy una persona que no puede ver bien, pero estoy en la cocina como quiera. Cualquier cosa que necesiten, Maggie Aggie está aquí para
2: ti. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was great. So, speaking of blind people working in the field of audio description, we have an opening for a full-time yes. audio description project yes. coordinator. I was so okay excited
9: to, bring... to learn about
2: this. Oh, my God. Can I can I bring that up, Anthony? Yeah, absolutely. So the audio description project, because it has grown and it is continuing to do more and more advocacy, and it is a high priority of the American Council of Blind, has decided to make the audio description project coordinator a full-time position. So, first of all, we want to thank JoLynn Bailey-Page for her...
4: amazing 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 yes for her service is
2: is adp coordinator but she's going on where she thinks um she was incredibly useful to the adp but she thinks she can even be a more service as a full-time development officer for the um not not officer but working in the field of development and fundraising so we want to thank her before i move on but we are posting um and if you go to the uh acb.org website, and look, I'm sure you can find the job description, and it would be wonderful if we hired a blind person to do that, to, to work along with the co-chairs, me and Kim, Fred Brack, our webmaster, Serena, Gilbert, our social media, Timothy Wynn, our TV, and, and others, uh, and, and they would report directly to Clark fall Director of Advocacy and Governmental Affairs, because that. We're going to be doing a lot, and we all saw the announcement in the news of Senator Markey earlier this week. Yeah. We introduced him, the new CVTA, um, which which asked for things such as audio description on every channel around the clock, Uh, the, the audio description following wherever it goes, so we're going to need a... Full-time coordinator to help up with that, the advocacy, the legislation, the the third annual Audio Description Award GALA next year, working with the various subcommittees within the ADP. Um, It's an exciting position, and we hope to get uh, blind and low-vision people to apply for it to look at. Thank
4: you. If you get a script and it doesn't quite feel right, what do you do in that situation?
8: I can tell you what I do. Um, basically I do multiple takes for them. So I give them, you know, it's not, it's not necessarily my responsibility to say, Hey, um, I'm going to rewrite this for you. But I, I do say, um, here's an alternative, uh, and, and with a suggestion and I, you know, it's up to them if they want to use the one that I did change it up a little bit or the, with the original. Yes. Yeah.
9: Yeah, same. I'll do multiple takes. Um if I'm not quite sure of, you know, do you want me to be sarcastic here or do you want me to just sort of be flippant or, you know, the most subtle of changes in your voice can can really uh I guess transmit a, a bunch of different like feelings and hopefully engender those same feelings in in the listener. But Anthony, I wasn't sure I was going to ask for a little clarification about your question because When I first heard you say it, what immediately popped up into my mind was, what if I don't feel that the script is a right fit? For example, Thomas and I talk a lot about, you know, again, audio description, competency and cultural responsiveness and the like. And, you know, we say if something doesn't fit your voice or if you're not the right, let's say, I don't know, race or gender or whatever for it, then consider, seriously consider, giving that up for someone who can meet those criteria so for example and I think the same has happened to you Thomas I've been asked to do audio description um and different voices even for for folks that are not Latino like me I've been asked to do uh things that were Chinese before um and other Asian um ethnicities and the like and I just haven't been comfortable with that. Surely there are voice actors out there and narrators who can better fit that request. So if you're asking in those terms how I feel about that kind of script, then my feeling is I I personally would not would not do it. I would either help these folks who are looking to cast a narrator um, find that narrator, or I would simply say, you know, I have to pass on this. You know, please, please find someone more appropriate. So,
8: yeah, that's a I good point. Others. Yeah. Because I, I just totally took that question one way. Neff is on the ball. You see, you see what I'm yeah. saying? Neff is on the ball. Go ahead. Nef. <laughs> but, yeah, <laughs> I'm serious. <laughs> I am serious. Yeah, but absolutely. I, I experienced that same that same situation where um it was an independent film and I was asked to uh, do the A.D. and it was um it was actually a, a, a Canadian film. It was an uh, indigenous Um, community. And I just did not feel right. Number one, I was doing an awful job pronouncing some of the names and they were like, oh, they were going to, you know, kind of, I would be able to get it if they taught me after a while, you know, but I was like, I don't think I'm culturally the right person for this. This does not feel right for me to do that. So yeah, I backed out
4: after the gala aired and and the replays and and all of the discussion around it i really do think visibility went up tremendously personally and as you know advocates in the field talk about the reach the importance of of doing this
9: yeah absolutely i mean i think that you know celebrities joining us especially this year wow it is star-studded folks um I think that's that that definitely helps uh with visibility, you know, putting sort of an intense light like what Stevie Wonder's on there and Ewan McGregor, his mom is a describer. What like all these things are so interesting and I think make it so much more. What's the word I'm looking for? Like something close, close, you know what I what I've heard from a lot of people is, well, audio descriptions for blind people and I'm not blind, so I don't need it. You know, how do I turn this thing off? Right. Isn't that like the number one thing searched <laughs> yeah. for when it yeah. comes to audio description? Whereas I think an award show like this, recognizing the importance, the impact, but also that these hugely popular, well-known celebrities are also into it and give it their approval and are proud of it know about it, et cetera, you know, makes it more, touchable, makes it more approachable, uh, makes it less of like this foreign thing that it's that's for those people over there. Yeah. You know? So I think that is huge. And I think this award show has had a a, a really big part to do with that.
8: I think I think, you know, Neff touched on it. Like the, the idea, the awards gala is also that opportunity to showcase not only blind talent, but. You know, we we hear from blind people throughout, right? And and we, we hear about blind people in various positions, doing various things. Um, again, going back to the idea that this is more than entertainment, like this is an opportunity to to show that and show like blind people doing things for ourselves, that sort of thing, right? Um, we're involved in audio description, we always have been. That's so important. Um, and how we take this seriously. And, and the advocacy that goes behind it, that's a big, big deal to me. The advocacy that goes behind everything that we have today and highlighting those things, continuing to highlighting those things. Um, that's really important. So when other folks outside of the community learn that, I think that affects, that affects how we think about disability. That affects how we think about blindness. Like it it really does. I hope it does. And I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to hold on to that and think it does. So, you know, Again, it's, it's just, it's, there's so much that we can do with this, um, with the awards gala. And, and I just, I just want to see it continue to grow and be able to do some more things. Cause I mean, it, this can, it can go really far. It can go really, really far and be such an um, important, um, aspect to audio description in the future as well. All aspects of it.
1: I agree. Absolutely. I
9: mean, it's gone so far in just a year. So yeah. Yeah.
7: There's another little thing going on on Tuesday, the 29th oh, of there November. What would that be, Carl <laughs> and Kim? The
3: um, the audio description awards gala, the second annual awards gala, um, Tuesday, November 29th at 7.30 p.m. Eastern time. So it's packed with a lot of exciting info and there's lots of different ways to access the gala. Um, so we're going to talk about that today. We'll be sure to get to how you, you get it, but we wanted to tell you a little bit more about some of the things to expect in the gala. It's about a little shy of 90 minutes and, um, it's full of really exciting, great um, tributes and information, and it's really just going to be so exciting and make you uh. super proud of the work of ACB because it really does reflect partnerships with a lot of industry, entertainment industry um, companies and corporations, and just some some great work all around in the area of audio descriptions. So. Um, what's different this year, Carl? Um, the, the
2: Audio Description People's Choice Awards, right? Yeah. Well, we, we had a contact among 10 providers of uh, 10 titles of audio description that where we recognize the, the show, the creator of the audio description and the provider of the audio description. And Kim, I know you have the list handy.
3: Well, I do. It's it's uh, And I'll share just a few of them with you. But um, back in September, hopefully all of you voted from September 26th to October 10th. We had the opening where people could go in and vote by phone or online. And there were 10 shows that um, were selected to be the people's choice for 2022. So some of those were Ted Lasso which is an Apple TV plus production um, description provided by Pixelogic media, um, Obi-Wan Kenobi. It's a Disney plus um, production and Lucas films with audio description provided by um, Deluxe. Yeah. And uh, we had a children's program Alma's way which is English and Spanish. It's PBS kids produced by Fred Rogers production. And the English audio description came from bridge multimedia. The Spanish was from Decapta Um, matrix resurrection. That's an HBO max original. Um, The audio description was provided by deluxe uh, pray um, that's a Hulu original audio description by Descriptive Video Works. Um, Law and Order SVU, that's NBC. And the audio description was done by 3Play Media, formerly CaptionMax. Um, Grace and Frankie, that's a Netflix production. Audio description by CDI Media. And Star Trek, Strange New Worlds um paramount plus and the descriptions provided by wgbh media access group so that's going to be exciting you'll get to hear clips from all of the finalists for the audio description people's choice award and at the end of the show we'll tell you who the people's choice was so and it was a tight race between a couple of shows it was a close race with a couple of productions so um i think that's going to be exciting and we've got quite a few uh celebrities that are going to be part of our gala this year as well and yeah so we have carl's on the celebrity side he he knows all of them right? <laughs> well i
2: don't know all of them i've memorized them because kim told me to <laughs> but we have some uh i don't know somebody named dv wonder i think they have the a, a bit of a role in the blind community and is also known to be a huge advocate and consumer of audio description. So he'll be actually giving out one of the award, one of the Barry Award. Yes, We have Ewan McGregor who'd, um in the show one of the People's Choice Awards, Obi-Wan Kenobi, and has played Obi-Wan Kenobi in at least three movies and a couple of miniseries. Um, yeah, yeah. And, 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 and he line, has a
3: He has a great story, doesn't he, Carl?
2: Yeah, the reason why he's in it is because no one can say no to mom. Um, His mom, Carol McGregor, is actually an audio describer in in Scotland and has been in the field of audio description for decades. And so Ian McGregor is saying a nice few words about audio description, and may the fourth be with you. Um, (laughs) We have Cameron, no, Cameron Manheim, who's Mm -hmm. been in, Boston Public, and I think this year she's currently on Law and Order. Um, she's been in television and film for about 20 years, almost 30 years, actually. And she, um, so she's going to be saying a few words about audio description. We have the cast of iKylie, for those who are Nickelodeon fan um, saying a few words. And then we have a couple of individuals from the television show The, shayla brown and mr cooper who are both cast members in the show c i don't know um, if there's c was,
7: i think they're for the new i um,
2: wikied it before we got on oh
7: you wikied it okay well you <laughs> got it then okay
2: wikipedia who can argue with wikipedia we're we'll not arguing with wikipedia then that's <laughs> well, at least might one be of the roles. upcoming yeah. show i do know yeah. that one of the actresses shayla brown is visually impaired herself yes and kim why don't we Talk a little bit about what the purpose of the or Dan, what what we feel the defined purpose of the award gala.
7: Okay. Go ahead, Dan Sure. well, thanks, Carl and Kim. Well, I really believe you know this is an opportunity for us in, in, our, in the blind and low vision community and the American Council of the Blind to really highlight uh, the work that's being done in uh, in media. Uh, really, you know, to the public outside of, you know, just our community and really uh, engage uh, industry and maybe those folks who like cinema, who like television, who like streaming, but, but maybe don't exactly know what audio description is. So I think it's a real opportunity to introduce the public to audio description uh, so that's one purpose, really, to advocate and promote audio description. And then, second, I think really recognize uh, industry leaders uh, and 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 others that are really taking that next step uh, to really progress audio description that has changed our lives really so much. Truly over the last decade in media. I mean, if you think about where we were 10 years ago and where we've progressed to today, where, you know, all of the best picture nominated movies for the Oscars are audio described, to where we have pretty much agreements with the major streaming services to offer audio description for all of their new original content. A uh, shout out to organizations like uh, Paramount Global, uh, who owns CBS, and announced this year that all of CBS's primetime shows would be audio described. Think of where we have come from those. You know, discussions and and civil rights arguments we had a decade ago when we passed the CVAA, we were just hoping to get three and four hours of content a week on the four major networks and the five major cable stations, broadcast stations. And and where we've come to today with the, you know, adp.acb.org website, where you can see 8,000 titles that offer audio description. I, I don't know about you, but guys, but it just blows my mind the work of all of our members and the audio description project committee and where we've been able to move the ball forward. And I think this is yet another opportunity to celebrate our accomplishments and really continue to push the ball forward to. What the next CVAA amendment, what's called the CVTA, which just got announced, right, Kim, by Senator Markey just
2: this last week. Exactly. And we can talk about that in a minute. I think one of the other reasons for the gala is to highlight what we consider best practices, and we would like other folks in the industry to pursue that. An example would be last year we honored Procter & Gamble. But doing television commercials and now it seems like there's a lot of television commercials everywhere. Um with a But I
7: still get excited when I hear one with audio description. <laughs> <laughs> you
2: know, hey, I know everybody else ignores them, but we pay attention. <laughs> right. I mean, I'm not gonna drive a Volkswagen to or buy a huggies anytime soon, but,
3: but but you know they're audio described
2: commercials, don't you? I do, which is cool. So we want to highlight best practices, and we also are going to be nominating, not on, I mean, not nominating, the Barry Awards, which are named after Barry Cronin and, and Kim, with the other Barry again?
3: Barry Levine, who was uh, one of the first chairs of the Audio Description International, which then mer- morphed into the Audio Description Project. Right. So he we was the a- first president.
2: So the, two, the Barrys are named after Barry Cronin, the inventor of audio description for television, and Barry Levine. And we will be, nom- I mean, not nominated because they've already won an award. We will be recognizing Barry, Barry recipient, one person who is going to receive an award for his or her lifetime achievement, another um, company for their game-changing in education, another for their game-changing role in audio description and technology. So we're representing or recognizing at least five recipients who have done great work in audio description, one international company. So I think it'll be a fun night to tune in and see who the leaders are in the field. And the last thing (laughs) is to raise money, right, Dan? Exactly.
7: It's a gala. It's a celebration. And it's also an opportunity uh, to help uh, raise money to support the audio description project, a major uh, program area within the American Council of the Blind to really, you know, Hire the folks that we need and pay for the services that we need to really continue to promote and develop audio description and audio description advocates. So, yes, it it really has a, a wonderful mission and purpose to to make a difference.
2: Today- we have,
3: yeah, we have uh, several several sponsors, and and to date, I think Carl was just going to say, I'll let him tell you the amount, and then I'll tell you the sponsors. <laughs>
2: One hundred and seven thousand five hundred. I think that's the
3: last number I heard, too. So um, and those are basically um, either anonymous gifts or corporate gifts from we have um, Silver Star sponsors, which would be Amazon, Disney, Paramount Global, Microsoft, uh, Warner Brothers Discovery. And then at the bronze level. We have um, Charter Spectrum. We have Keywords Studios, which is a production studio, Fox, uh, and the the National Association of Motion, uh, no, National Association of Broadcasters, Um, and then some anonymous gifts. So our our industry and corporate sponsors have been um, hugely supportive of our work and there are opportunities for individuals to give as well. If you go to the adawardsgala.org page, there is a donate button there so individuals can make donations as well, which is great. And um, we we hope to see, you know, as much as 5,000 or more. We'd like to beat last year's figure if we can. That was $5,000. From individuals, so hopefully, um, people feel that the work of audio description in ACB is really important, and whatever amount you can give will help contribute and make it possible for us to continue to do that work with staff and consultants like um, Fred Brack, the webmaster who does such a great job with adp.acb.org, um, Timothy Wynn who keeps track of all the shows so you know what's on on every day on every channel that has description. Um, Joel Snyder does his work with training and educating people in audio description. And Jolynn Bailey-Page, our ADP coordinator, does so much work day-to-day helping us to keep all the balls in the air moving in the right direction. And then she has to work with me and Carl, which is always a
2: challenge, right, Carl? (laughs) oh i don't know i'm perfect i don't know uh, know, of course so so, but but it it and even if you can contribute five dollars it would make a difference i feel like we should be given a tote bag too you know but (laughs) like pbs yeah yeah but but call one no but um (laughs) and we don't have any tote bags yeah. I, I can send you an email you ADP logo if you want over email, <laughs> but but um, no, we do in support because the ADP project has many initiatives they're working on, um, not only in the field of media, which is what the AD Award Guild is mainly about, but also in the field of performing arts and theater and museums and you know um youth education and and government so we're doing audio description in all areas so please you know help out if you can but mainly tune in and what are some of the ways we can tune in kim
3: well there are several different options there's the the website adawardsgala.org there'll be a link there to um view the gala um the acb um, YouTube channel will also be airing the gala and ACB media channels one and six will carry the gala as
2: well. So those are four opportunities and Carl, there's one more. Right. Our silver sponsor, Paramount Global, which is a $10,000 will also it generally, generously, excuse me, post in, the award gala on their Pluto TV platform, which is a streaming app, you can get on the website on your smart telephone, I mean, your smart television, your Android device, or your iPhone device. And you can download the app, and it'll be available on the on demand section. Starting at 730 on Tuesday, November 29th. And the website I played with it today, actually, it. Quite accessible, and you'll be able to um and throw so the iPhone. Um, I haven't played with it on other things yet, but it, so far I'm two for two, so I'm feeling good about it. Well, that's good, and, and it's free, Carl, right? And it's Pluto free. TV and, is and, free. And,
4: and, with and over make sure
2: you go to the on-demand side because if you go to the live side, there's over two hundred channels to choose from. And my favorite is the, well, I have two favorite channels now. I have the Star Trek The Next Generation, which does nothing but play that 24 hours a day. And then the Mission Impossible channel, which have been saved in my queue. (laughs) Um, And it plays Mission Impossible 24 hours a day. So
3: Pluto is a new discovery. um, And we think that they are working pretty hard on getting their platform. They've improved it dramatically. Um, over the last year or so, and I and think they have even working, blind, yeah, they have a blind staff member who who is on the accessibility team. So we think you know they've expressed a pretty solid commitment that they hope to be rolling out more content, and we certainly hope with audio description in the not too distant future. So, so
2: the award gala will be their premier event. Yeah. Will- which will launch that with audio description and hopefully down the road on there. We do know it's on their roadmap. They just haven't officially announced when it will happen. Um,
3: so remember it, to go over to On Demand and then search for either audio description or ACB Awards Gala. It should pop up either way and you'll be able to go from there.
2: Yeah, so, so that that's new and fun and exciting along with the YouTube channel on the American Council of the Blind. Uh, Kim mentioned ATB Media 1 and Thick, and then the web link for ADAwardGala.org.
3: Yeah, so that's like five different choices of how you want to watch the gala. And And it'll
2: probably be available at the podcast later on, I imagine.
3: I'm sure the audio will, absolutely. And if you're so unfortunate that you had to miss it, then... I guess you can <laughs> go back to the adawardsgala.org webpage. You can watch it in any of these places. Um, as far as Pluto TV, the ACB YouTube channel, or the adawardsgala.org um, website, we'll all have it available. And then it will be podcast on ACB media at a later time, probably fairly quickly, but not, not instantly. So it might take a few days. But so, that's a lot of availability. So hopefully um, thanks, on it.
2: Christmas Day, you can watch it with your family at the Christmas present if you miss it. <laughs> on the 29th.
7: Um, and, and we've so, got a. I uh, I think it's important for us to, to in a few minutes be able to open it up for questions. But Kim, maybe you would okay. want to share with us. Who uh, who kind of the members of the committee
2: were that put this on? Can we all together? mention the hope first? And also the, the host. Committee? and
7: Yes, that'd be yeah, great. Yeah, Carl.
2: absolutely. Yeah. So let's mention the hope because they're uh-huh. both blind go consumers. Ahead. They're both, well, they're two things. They're voice, they work in the field of audio description, they're blind individuals that work in the field of audio description. And they're also both blind consumers and advocates of audio description. And Kim, I'm gonna I'll say the first individual opinion, okay. And the second one because I don't want to butcher the name. Oh, okay. First the first one is Thomas Reed, who is a podcaster and voice talent for audio description. Um Read My Mind Radio. Thomas Reed was the host last year. And then we have for the voice talent and audio describer and co-host Kim. Who's that?
3: It is um Nefertiti Modus. Um, Oliveres. And she is a voice, um, an audio description writer, and an audio description voice talent. So she's actually voicing the description for the gala. But what's really, really fun is um, Thomas and Nefertiti's work so well together, that um, Nefertiti in a very nice way kind of steps out of the role of audio description voice talent and interacts a little bit with Thomas as the host. So they kind of have moments where they're co-hosting and then she's the audio description voice, but they really make it work. And that's, that's a little untraditional, you know, it's not how audio description on TV is done, but for the gala, it really is a nice touch. And I think I think we're, you know, handling that well and making it fun, um, but also doing good description, which is nice.
2: And they had the honor of shooting at 30 Rockefeller Plaza this year because MBC Universal, another one of our sponsors and Gala committee members, generously donated their space. So they actually shot at NBC headquarters in New York. Yeah. That's right. So, anyway, I cut you off from going ahead to recognize our GALA committee
4: members.
3: Yeah, the, um, the committee is uh, the planning committee that works on this. I think we started back in probably April or May, and we may even start earlier next year because we keep thinking of things we need. We can start earlier. And um, the co-chairs are Matt Ader, who is vice president at Vespero. And Karen Kenninger, who is retired as the director of the National Library Service for the Blind and Print Disabled. And then we have members like myself and Carl and Dan. We have staff from ACB, um, Eric, Jolyn, Joel, Kelly Gask, um, Clark, Clark um, Tony Stevens as a volunteer we have um, several people from from industry. Uh, there's a couple people from Bridge Multimedia uh, Decapta um, we got we've got John Kavanaugh from Bridge Multimedia, Maria Diaz from Decapta, Martha
2: um, Heller and Mark Tor from Paramount Global uh-huh uh, Lori family. Samuels
3: from uh, NBC Universal and they have been so helpful the industry people because they're, there are so many things that you have to do. And Dan was talking about this um, a couple of days ago. You just, he's even learning the lingo of the media biz, right, Dan, as far as you know, delivering assets and all that kind of stuff. He's he's got the lingo down where, you know, there's so many permissions you have to get and copyright authorizations and licensure permissions and all these things. Things that have to be done to make the 90 minute production flow. And, you know, I could tell a little story that last year, about three hours before the gala, YouTube um, flagged our gala and said, No, you can't show that. That's an NBC program. And we had permission from NBC, but it wasn't flagged and tagged the right way in the gala file. So NBC got on the horn and they talked to YouTube and cleared it up for us, you know, like with two hours to spare. So uh, this year, I think we've we got all the permissions we need. Um, we're screening the gala ahead of time, making sure that everything's good to go. But we had a uh, our last meeting this afternoon and things look pretty good. The gala is captioned for deaf and hard of hearing. And of course it's audio described.
2: And openly audio described so everybody will hear it. That's right. Because we,
3: we want the public to learn about audio description and how it contributes to making television <laughs> accessible for people who are blind or have low vision.
1: So, Well,
7: fantastic. I've got a special thing. I would like to ask Carl and Kim, each of you, to kind of share an audio description moment that meant a lot to you. And then I thought maybe we might open it up to our guests, give them a minute or two to raise their hands. We have Sheila Young, who's our host. And uh, besides being uh, forever young, and a wonderful host for us this evening. Sheila is also the chair of our Performing Arts, Museums, and Parks subcommittee and very involved in audio description. So, hello, Hi, Sheila. Hi,
3: everybody. What a wonderful, I'm, I'm so excited about next week, I can't wait.
7: <laughs> <laughs> so, while, while people are raising their hands, uh, Carl, could you tell us a little bit about kind of audio description and what it's meant to you?
2: So my wife and I went to see Lincoln. No, um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. That damn story. It, it, it means a lot to me, and I'm, I've told this story a number of times. But um, for those who bear with me, I'll tell it again. So uh, I grew up loving film, and and I wanted to work in the field of film and television, and I did for a little bit. I went to school and got my undergraduate degree in film production. I went out to Hollywood, and for a couple of years, I did work in film and television, but then I had to give up drive-in, and I actually knocked down a light that destroyed a movie set, and I got fired, and this was in 91, 92. I didn't know how, the ABA; nobody really knew what it was yet. I didn't know how to handle it. The internet really wasn't around, you know. You couldn't really take public transportation. I didn't know what to do, so I came back home, and uh, to Boston. And for a while there, you know, I, I you know, I, I watched movies. But then my vision got to the point where it was getting difficult, and I wanted to still have a hand in film and television a little bit. So I started doing some research, and I found out that that. With this group in Boston called the Media Access Group at WGBH. And for those of you who don't know, you can probably hear it. But for those of you who don't know, I'm a member of the deafblind community. So I'm both blind and hard of hearing. And this Media Access Group does captioning and audio description. I was like, perfect. This is like tailor-made. So I, I did an informational interview with a guy by the name of Larry Goldberg. And he said, let me see what I can do. And several months later, he bought me on as a marketing person. And what audio description did for me is give me my love and film and television back when I lost it. It gave it back to me. It got me excited again about watching film and television in a way that I used to have when I had full sight. And it also allowed... I got into audio description big time when I started dating my wife almost 20 years ago. And it allowed me to watch television with her. I mean, at that time, you know, you could only watch audio description on PBS, really. But we both liked PBS, so that was cool. And there were only a handful of DVDs. But my wife was sensitive enough and, and appreciated enough that... She would let me pick the show for the audio description, and she actually got to like it because it took the pressure off of her to make sure I enjoyed the event and take it away from her. So this allows us to be a couple, simply. And now we go to movies all the time. We watch streaming events all the time. I can talk to my friends who are still in Hollywood about what they're working on because I can view much of their work. I can stay current. It it just, it just means a lot to me. Thank you.
3: Yeah. Well, That's thanks, such a, Carl. Such That's a great story, Carl. Um, it
2: is. So, How about you, Kim?
3: Well, um, you know, my, my story goes way back to when I was a kid and my family liked to go to movies. And when um, I have juvenile glaucoma and when my sight started to fail, Um, They would start telling me what was happening and people in the theater would get very annoyed with them. (laughs) Um, We've all probably had that experience happen to us in the past. And so we really stopped going to the movies because they didn't like people getting mad at them. I was embarrassed because it made them upset. And then I was upset. So we stopped going. So I think, you know, when I got to go to one of the first movies I had seen probably in in almost 15 years was um, Titanic in the yeah. movie theater. Yes. Yeah. And that was such a thrill to me to be able to go to the movies and sit down and have popcorn and be with my friends and not have to have anybody whispering to me, but I knew what was going on. So that was such a huge excitement for me. I think that's really what started my, my advocacy and my passion for making audio description more accessible and more available to people and really building um, a network. I love live theater too. And I really got a lot of my start in, in that advocacy world as well with live theater. And in the Boston area, there was one theater they'd have maybe one or two shows with audio description a year. And, and, and the Wheelock family theater started it. That's right in the Boston area. And, You know, I've just worked with theaters for the last 15, 20 years, and we now have um, probably we have about eight or nine theaters that are doing audio description. And there's probably nearly 50 shows that we can see between August and September every year. There's something going on practically every weekend where you could choose to go to audio describe shows in live theater. And I put together for people in the Boston area, uh, an annual season schedule of all the theater productions with all the theaters and how to get tickets and the times and the dates. And that list goes out to almost 1800 people in the Boston area.
2: Yeah, Kim has made me very poor.
3: (laughs) <laughs> yes, because Carl has to go to those shows now that he knows about them. So, <laughs> you know, when they're there, it, that's an important part of, of the outreach that I do with the community and with the theaters is the theaters are investing in audio description and they want blind people to come and and part- mm-hmm. participate. So it's so important to make sure the word gets out far and wide that different shows are described and encourage people to go to those shows and make it a really positive experience. So that's what I do a lot of in in the local Boston area. And that means a lot to me to work with the theaters and see them getting excited about things. I just saw um, the new Broadway smash called Six about the six wives of Henry VIII. And it was fabulous. And I had such a great time and it was fully audio described, and, you know, it was, it was terrific, so,
2: I'm not yeah. sure. gonna <laughs> I am not going i can not keep one happy and she's not gonna let me be her. So, you know. Yes, that's right. Dan, what what is Dan or Sheila, what is your story? And then we should open it up to
7: questions. Yeah. Well Sheila and I first we're jealous because in Orlando we're just getting started with our first theater now to the start show audio describing the Broadway series, our Dr. Phillips Center. So we're we're just at the beginning, but uh Boy, that, that's amazing that there's 50 shows available in the Boston area. That's, that's fantastic. Um, well, gosh, I, I would say um, I'm not going to tell the Lincoln story, Carl, I promise. But, <laughs> but what audio description kind of provided for me was because you enjoy it so much, it's made a difference, is it was really one of my first kind of small advocacy efforts is you know Leslie and I typically go to the Winter Park Village to the Regal Cinemas Regal Entertainment and you're always struggling with your device that you're keeping your fingers crossed and hoping you know after the the trailers and the credits and the commercials from Regal and all that when the movie starts You're hoping and praying that the audio description actually comes on, right? Otherwise, you're trying to struggle and get back to the customer service desk and change out your receiver, and you're worried about disturbing people and missing part of the movie. And so, I was sharing this story with my friend, Dan Dillon, and he said, well, you know, Regal Entertainment actually is a sponsor for the ACB Walk, and… um." you know, his, his uh, wife, Brenda Dillon had developed this relationship with their vice president of HR, Randy Smith, who started working with Regal to donate to the walk each year. And he said, why I've got Randy's phone number and email. Why don't you contact him and tell him about your situation? So I, you know, said, okay, I'll try this. So I called Randy and I introduce myself and, you know, told him the issue we were having. And, you know, wouldn't it be great if, uh, you know, one of the, you know, the the regal commercial that kind of introduces the concession stand and turn off your cell phones and all that, if it could say some words in audio description, we would know our devices worked, you know, before the movie got started where we could react. And he said, well, you know, we're, we're now working to caption that, uh, you know, kind of trailer that we play right before the, the actual, you know, movie previews start. Let me call the engineering folks and see what I can find out. I said, well, Randy, that'd be great if I, you know, please let me know if, if you can make any progress. And two weeks later, uh, Leslie and I went to see a movie at our local Regal Cinema and there we were, you know, hoping and praying that the, you know, the, the, that the audio description would come on. And here comes the Regal commercial. And all of a sudden, the popcorn and the Diet Coke start talking with audio description. And I jumped up and I screamed, and went, Yeah! <laughs> and everybody in the theater looked at me like, is that does he guy, guy need to be escorted out? <laughs> Leslie's grabbing me on the arms. I would have said yeah! out, <laughs> yeah. and I said the popcorn's talking. <laughs>
3: <laughs> and they thought so you were crazy. They thought it was, was crazy, but
7: but that was like, oh, you know, this advocacy thing can actually work where you mm-hmm. can actually make a difference. For instance, so, and Dan, yeah,
2: I also noted the theme change with you when you bought a new TV last. Oh, time.
7: when I brought my smart TV, and I could easily access all the audio description that's available on streaming, it it's a life changer. I just encourage any of our members. It's not that large of an investment, you know. Get a smart TV. Just start out with Amazon Prime and Netflix, and there's so much content out there and so much audio description available, and it it's really easy to access. It truly Gila, is. Sheila, you're starting to do Netflix now, aren't you? Oh, yeah. Yes. <laughs>
5: in fact, there is a smart TV in the auction this weekend. Uh, there is,
7: yes. A Dan, I think,
2: yes. Yeah, He's now, such a Dan, believer. You to become Keep. smart Dan, too, or no? <laughs> no? No,
7: no, It had made me a, a bit brighter, Carl. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I do yell at my remote sometimes when it doesn't work. So. Yeah. Well,
0: Probably Sheila, you do you we have, have any pictures? hands?
1: You yeah.
5: do.
7: Okay. Diane. So anyway, I wanted
5: to tell Carl that I, I did download Pluto TV and on my iPhone. I haven't done it on my Apple TV yet, but I did on my iPhone. It works great. I could search and look for things. And so I looked for Christmas and then there was a Christmas movie. (laughs) So uh, that would be great great. when they get audio description. Yeah. So it's, that's working good. And one movie, I can't remember the name of it. It's, it's on Disney. Um, and it's in the Winnie the Pooh series, so it's one of those movies. And it involves Baby Roo. Mm-hmm. And with audio description, it just brought tears to my eyes. You know, it's um, because it, it teaches about friendship also in the movie. I don't want to give it away. So if you look in the Winnie the Pooh section, um, it's, the movie involves little Baby Roo. And it's just so, with audio description, it just really, like I say, it brought tears to my eyes. And, I, uh, think,
3: I think we've all had those kind of moments with audio description when I sit there and think, if this wasn't audio described, I wouldn't know what was going on. Yeah, It's amazing.
6: Yeah. For, for yeah, First of all, yeah.
2: my mother used to call me Tigger because I was like Tigger bouncing all over the place and she couldn't get me this damn cell from when it was pool. But secondly, my moment is the movie Up, that scene where they do the montage after Carl's wife dies. And they do a flashback to when he first meets Ellie. And Carl, Carl is hard of hearing. He's this cranky guy. He has a dog. <laughs> He's got a wife with a redhead. They don't have children. And Dan and Tim know this about me. I'm hard of hearing. I'm married to a redhead. I don't have children.
8: We I have a
5: dog. Uh,
2: <laughs> so when I see that montage in the movie up and the audio described it, I cry like a baby every single time. <laughs> mm-hmm.
7: Oh, yeah. Leslie and I were watching Where the Crawdads Sing just a uh, couple of nights ago. Uh, and on Is Netflix. Good? Yeah. And, it and, was good. I watched it, that too. And, and I said, there's no way we would be following this without oh. audio description. There's no
5: way. Absolutely
3: true.
7: Yeah.
5: Absolutely. Yeah.
3: Yeah, yeah and the other- definitely
5: there's a lot of shows like that. And then um, another place that has a lot of audio description is TNT. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, so, you know, and that, and uh, so that'll be really cool when Pluto TV gets audio description. And um, well, hopefully,
2: we're going to have a lot more audio description on television with the Senator Markey's announcement of the new legislation, the CVTA. Where we ask for a lot more audio description by a lot more cheap television channels. So we'll see what happens there.
5: And I was searching and looking at Hallmark and they have a lot of it on you know, with the Christmas mm, movies. They, do. And, yep, they yep, do. Yeah. Yeah, they do. Yeah, just, it yeah, just it's just it's really great. Great. I love Hallmark-,
3: Hallmark is one of the most popular networks in November and December in the country. So no doubt. we know a lot of us like to watch those movies around the holidays. So oh, yeah, yeah. that's why no, we're no. fortunate to have the described ones, because it it puts them in the top five cable providers, and that's why yeah, if you
2: took out November and December. They wouldn't actually be in the top. They probably five. wouldn't. No, they would, they would
3: qualify, be. but their ratings in November and December are so high that that puts them in the top five. Wow. Yeah, so, yeah. um,
7: yeah. Well, well, thank you, Diane. And, and please oh, sure. enjoy enjoy the audio enjoy description. Enjoy the gala. Awards, gala. I will. Oh, yes, definitely. Okay. definitely. And, the, and the after party, it'll be on at nine o'clock right That's after right. the gala. That's right. We didn't gala. talk much about the after yeah. party, did we? It's going to yeah. be
3: on on ACB Media, probably both one and six again. Um, at nine o'clock after the gala, we're just going to get together and kind of be excited and happy and talk about it and just have a good time. Be so a that's
7: community great. event. Maybe a couple of our uh, award winners will be there. So, yep, yeah, tune in. Yeah. yeah. Thank you.
2: Maybe Sheila, do we someone have someone from our next choice award to be yeah. there, Kim, if you I'm, I'm going to
1: work day. on that. Yeah. think this is Shirley, but I'm not sure. So oh, you can unmute. You know okay.
6: Yes, you are correct. Thank you so much. Hello, um, Shirley. Hi there. I tell you, I just um, am in uh, total admiration uh, for what all of you are doing. I've been involved in in time to time in uh, advocating for audio description, and I guess one of the, the big things for me was um, – the first time that the audio description mandates went through, I'm sure you guys remember we had it and then we lost it for a while and then we got it again. But the first time it went through somehow through a lot of, um, calling and bugging people and this and that and the other thing, I was able to get a hold of an engineer at our local, local, um, cable company. You know, which was part of what is now Spectrum, but it had every other name uh, in the interim. And I was able to get a hold of a gentleman um, at the time who had the authority to do something, and he actually um, set it up so that we got audio description on the SAP channels uh, for all the networks that were carrying oh, it. And I, I kind of feel like... Um, I was a, a big, um, you know, advocate and probably had a lot to do with us having it at the time. And it, it made me really feel good to be able to turn those things on, uh, those channels and, and watch the stuff. And I remember one time, uh, Mary Watkins from WGBH, some of you may remember her, Mm -hmm. uh, gave a presentation, everything in ACB convention on audio description and and mentioned me, you know, for some of my involvement um, in getting some of this done. So, those were really, really great times for me. I was just so excited um, that I could have at least some input in uh, getting some of this to happen. And, you know, I know most of you on this call have been working in this area for years. And, and I'll tell you, I, um, you know, we, we don't even go to the movies unless they have description, although, you know, we haven't been to any since COVID anyway. So it's been a while, but we sure take advantage of it, uh, you know, with the cable company and, any other thing we can and I must say that Hallmark not only their main channel but of course they've even uh, put it on their movies and mystery channel almost okay. every movie yes they show on there has description as well and I I don't know that they were mandated to do it on that channel so they're I have to not. give them they're, they're you know, not a lot so of credit for that
3: thank you. you're gonna tune in on Tuesday night right and oh Sheila, yes,
6: most what, definitely. I most Sheila definitely a, will be here cheering you guys on. So, thank
2: for uh, for
6: all that you continue to do. Well, and thank Sheila you. was a
2: member of the media subcommittee for the audio description project for many years and a and a frequent contributor.
5: Thank wow. you. Yes. Uh, thank, thank you,
7: Shirley. Shirley. Not oh, Shirley. Right. Shirley was. yes I said Thank Shirley. you, Shirley. I'm yeah. Shirley. Yeah. Shirley yeah. was a frequent contributor. Yeah. And and happy Thanksgiving to you and Lynn. Thank you, Shirley. (laughs)
2: Thank you, Shirley. Yeah, I just, you know,
3: Dan and Carl and I have been working on the gala for so many months that it's like, it's just unbelievable that it's going to happen on Tuesday. And it, it took a lot of extra planning this year because, you know, here's Thanksgiving right between us and the gala. And what does everybody do this week? you you got lots of people taking the whole week off cuz it's a holiday so we uh, really it on <laughs> <over>
2: Tuesday
3: <laughs> we we really had to plan and work to make sure that everything was done last week and we were pretty darn close the only thing i think the last two items were the captioning and the audio description which is how it happens in in production you have to finish the show before you can caption and describe it so that's all been done. And oh, the other, the
2: other we, thing and we met our have.
3: deadline, which was to make sure that by today, you know, everything was going to be cleared and ready to go and for next week. So we if we have a, a little snafu somewhere, we've got time to fix it. So but we I think it's gonna have on really
2: vignette. well. We're also going to have some vignette where some individuals tell why audio description is important to them.
3: Yep. That's part of the gala that those were produced for us by bridge multimedia and they're interspersed in the pro- program of the gala. So um it's going to be, it's going to be really good. I'm just, I can't wait to see it. I haven't seen it yet. Uh, I don't think any of the three of us have seen it. No, the game. not so. at all. Not at all. I'm
6: really,
7: <laughs> so really looking forward to we, it. We yes. know
3: the pieces <laughs> and how they got put together, and but we haven't seen the whole finished product. So it's going to be
2: Ooh, super
7: exciting.
2: Future, I just we can play that that future chapter meeting, thing, even if. Never mind. Go ahead. Oh,
7: Yeah, Yeah, and I would encourage folks, you know, if you get a chance, uh, maybe involve some of your chapter members, uh, you know, make a party out of it, you know, have a viewing party. Uh, Leslie and I last year, you know, we got her family involved and they tuned in and watched it on streaming and they were... uh, they promoted they, they, on social media. Yeah, they were they're all cited, but they really, you know, kind of took away a, a real appreciation of audio description after they saw it. So and Dan
8: and um Kim, we do have someone on stage. Oh, For that'd me. be great.
7: We'd love to hear from Thank them, Belinda. You. Go ahead.
8: Go ahead,
6: Cindy. I just wanted to mention that it is not just gonna be on ACB media. Everyone will see the gala. And the post uh, party uh, on the community schedule. Here. It mm-hmm. will be in Zoom okay. and in Clubhouse as well. So hope people will. That's right. That's
2: right. And, and Kim, you and I should talk offline about making sure all the award winners get invited.
3: I, I'm going to do that. We talked about that earlier today at our post our post uh, gala planning meeting at four o'clock today, and I've got a I'm working on that tonight. So. Yeah, definitely going to invite. Hopefully, we'll have some of our award winners drop in and some of the people that help produce the show. So, it'll be a lot of fun. So, I'm, I'm glad it's going to be on Clubhouse and Zoom. And I've got to do the paperwork tonight for for Cindy and Colby to make sure everything goes smoothly for the after party. So, I
7: am going to do that. So. Yeah. And I'd like to give a special shout out to Kelly Gask and JoLynn Bailey-Page, are our staff members who have just worked so hard to help coordinate this and really get the word out. Uh, if you can imagine getting this out through all the social media platforms and working with all the different companies to get the quote unquote assets in and out and legally cleared and and. We we Tim, favorite also yes I like yes. that <laughs> word and, and then uh, and then also to me the other thing that we've done is we've really been working with these different companies to kind of uh, leverage their social media presence. What was it? Something I think. What Disney with Star Trek? They went out. Yeah,
3: to the Obi Obi Wan Kenobi fan. Fan Twitter feed no, Star
2: Wars
7: Star Wars Star Wars yeah, Star yeah.
2: Wars Yes Paramount exactly. Star Trek
7: Yes That's yes, right yes. I get yes. Star, Star Trek went out <laughs> to oh, like no, don't,
2: don't <laughs> I
7: know I know Big <laughs> War between Star Trek it went out to like six million, million followers followers yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah Pretty exciting They were excited
3: about being finalists for the audio description People's Choice awards So it Damn. helped spread the word.